All right, sounds good. Uh, hello, 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 Richard. Hello, Declan. What's going on, buddy? I don't know what's going on, but I know that it is. Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, what is this smosh? It's time, <laughs> it's time for the popcorn pillow talk podcast. Oh boy, that time of day again already, eh? What? Already that time of day again already, right? Oh yeah, we do this every single day. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Every single day, that's what we do. That's fine. Um, no, we're we are recording this at a slightly different time of day than normal. I think this is the latest we've ever done. Yeah, uh, but we're both still drinking coffee. Yeah, it's all due in part because uh, you've been test driving cars all day, right? Yeah, and then I've been yeah. making little social videos for corporate work. I I yeah. I wish. I could be doing that. And I wish I could be test driving cars all day. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. It's, I just like driving cars around. <laughs> oh, it's great. Like I get, to, they're literally just like, yo, get the car, go out to the country, spin her around. I think that's roads 80. So you could probably get up to like 200, know, <laughs> put it in fifth. Literally when I was, uh, I, uh, at the one dealership, the one in town, we drove to the next town. <laughs> oh my gosh. And back. That's pretty fun. It's like though. 10 minutes. You've done it though. Oh yeah. You've done it. It's not, um, what do we got on the go today? Well, you've, you've got some news probably. Yeah. I've got some news. I mean, I've got, I've got news that's pertinent to our movie. I got a little bit of sad news. I got some happier news. I don't know. Um, one thing I feel like we always like to touch on is the, uh, the whole drive-in fiasco and what's going on here. Um, fiasco. Well, not fiasco, but like, just like the, all the, the hubbub, I guess is a better word for it. I mean, yeah, fiasco kind of makes it seem like drive-ins are dying. No, no, no. In fact, yeah, it's quite the contrary. The, uh, media player news sent me an email as they do every morning and usually I can discard it and throw it in my junk mail, but... Two days ago, it was quite interesting when they announced that Walmart was going to be turning 160 of their um, parking lot areas in the, I think it's only in the U.S., into drive-ins for families and stuff. Because I, I know... Oh, that's cool. That's it's cool. It's really cool. And I know that some people in the States, I, I had friends back in the day when they go to NASCAR and stuff like that, they might tailgate at a Walmart before they would go to a race or something because they were popular like camper areas. Especially because they're, they're at the outskirts of town usually. So to turn them into a drive-in is like, that just makes sense. And like probably the best way for Walmart to use their unused uh, space at the moment. Because they're not going to be packed right now, right? So I don't know. I think it depends on where you are in the state. True. The yeah. is uh, having some interesting situations going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a uh, lot of stuff. <laughs> and we, we can shy away from the rest of it. But... Uh, uh, what else we got? What else we what got? What else we got? Oh, uh, the Academy added a whole bunch of new members, which was super exciting. I believe it was over 50% uh, were of uh, different descent or ethnicity or background than just like American. It was like quite a, a bit of uh, grabbing people from abroad. Uh, yeah, they added they added a decent amount of diversity to their representation. Yeah, exactly. And usually they only ever add maybe a couple hundred members. I believe this year the figure was upwards of eight to nine hundred new members. So quite mm-hmm. a new uh, slew of uh, people that are going to be representing the different facets. Actually, also uh, there was branching off of that slightly. There was also rumors or news that the casting department and casting agency are also going to be represented at uh the uh, at the oscars and in the uh the the voting ceremonies as well which was kind of interesting so that would be pretty cool because casting so far is not under the the academy right? no no and that's one of the ones that i feel like some <clears> people <throat> usually would appreciate some more representation for because they're kind of like the unsung heroes there's always those like this was perfect casting well who did that there's always that one person behind the scenes that did a lot of work so yeah i remember i remember a few years ago there was a big uh concerted effort to get certain people well not certain people certain parts of the film industry that aren't currently represented by the oscars mm-hmm. and i know one of the big ones was uh stunt workers yeah because so far because like right now stunt performers are not eligible for the Oscars or part of the most 
Motion Picture Academy of Science, whatever the, <laughs> the whatever it is, <laughs> the big old name. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm with them. I want to support them. And I think my biggest thing, like as soon as I picture seeing an Oscar go up, like the thing is with with any categories when they want to win an award, they want to overdo it. That's kind of like the the mm. the, the exaggeration or, or or the joke behind a lot of these award shows is that people have kind of overdone themselves. Like Leo was eaten by a fake bear, but he was eaten by a bear anyways, and he won an Oscar sort of deal, right? So imagine a stunt performer who's doing these things for real. They're like, oh, he's gonna jump off the Burj Khalifa into a trampoline into space, and you're like, no, 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 no. That sounds incredibly dangerous. If it works. It'll be super well, I cool. Think, I think I think they were looking because um, there's two acad- there's two Academy Awards. Remember, right? There's the televised and the non-televised. Right. I think they wanted to just be represented in the non-televised because they're not even there. But yeah, but even still, like I think there's, I think there's a degree of people. I think that's an actor's thing because actors have egos. Yeah, no, no, actors have egos. You don't, you don't see a lot of cinematographers no, going. No, 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 no. I've got to do the most dangerous shot. No, in the no, no. World we did to get the award. No, no, no. Straight up, we did. Um, we did a, a, a stunt person workshop at school last year, and we talked to a stunt performer, and they said they in Canada they had these guys. They called them the Hollywood guys, and a lot of them were people from down south, from a specific area. I don't know if it was actually Hollywood, but they called them the Hollywooders, and they were on Blues Brothers, uh, and they said, or Blues Brothers 2000, and there was one sequence where they were just throwing cars everywhere, and a lot of these Hollywood guys wanted to overdo it. Well, they're jumping cars 80 miles an hour off a bridge into a ravine full of other cars. So when you're timing them, and you're rolling consistently, and you're going faster than you're supposed to be, you're putting other people's lives at danger, and often most of those guys actually went to the hospital with broken bones and near-fatal injuries. So that's the thing. And that was something that people don't remember at all because it was Blues Brothers 2000. Can well, you imagine wonder, it, like, I, a, a Mad Max-scale movie where they're like, oh, yeah, we just, uh, thousand cars explosion, boom, dead. <laughs> I do wonder, though, if it's... Uh sort of a situation is like once you get that recognition or you get um because the academy isn't just like oh we do awards there's also like you they're a union or a guild to some extent right they're able to bring regulations and such into certain things so like the academy does a lot for the regulation of color space and sound and there's a reason why films were 24 frames per second and a bunch of other things like that they regulated mm-hmm. if you wanted to be an Academy film. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot still with uh, working hours and like who gets credited for what role based upon what work they did and all that sort of stuff. And I wonder if that would bring some more legitimacy and regulation to, to unsung jobs. Yeah. I, I could see it for other departments. Um, I'm j- Like, why don't we have who's the best grip? Let's do it. Who is the key grip? <laughs> There's some guy named like John who's sitting in the back of his truck sipping a Starbucks coffee. He's got his pinky in the air and he's looking out at at at, at the job and he's like, "I am the key grip." <laughs> he, he, he believes it. He knows he is, and nobody disputes it. And everybody that works with him loves him. But I don't know if you could just slap an award on his chest and say, "Good job." I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather throw that man a party and like uh, have like just say Mazel Tov than to give him an Academy Award because I feel like he deserves a, a, a more different treatment. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What do you mean, different treatment? I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, I feel like <laughs> handing him a statue isn't going to do him any justice. He doesn't have that ego, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just, give him, just give him whatever the, the, the value of the Oscar statue is in, like, whatever the equivalent rate of weed is going on. Do, do you know what the, the Academy uh, Award goes for? There's a rule. There's there's this is a, this is a, this is a rule by the Wait, mo- what? Yeah, there's so if you have an Academy Award, one of the stipulations and this is this is in their this is in their documents like this is official and you can Oh, like you can't sell it or You can't right? sell it. If you die, you can pos- posthumously pass it on to like a, a a family member. 
or give it away to somebody you trust, but you're not supposed to, uh, in the event that you want to give it up or donate it or you die and you have to give it away, uh, you have the Academy is entitled to buy it back for the grand total of $1 from your estate. They will pay your estate $1 for this giant seven-pound statuette that stands like 18 Dude, inches. Dude, you could melt it down and get more. It's literally, I think it's bronze and like, uh, I think it's gold-plated or something stupid like that. It's it's nuts. Like, it it weighs literally eight pounds or seven pounds. Like it, you can club somebody with that thing and it would do damage. <laughs> Uh, honestly, some of the scrawnier actors, they could probably weightlift with it, and that would be their exercise every morning. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so do you got any more interesting movie news? I mean, to be to be perfectly honest, um, the big one was... there. There's there's two. There were, there were some celebrity deaths that I wanted to touch on. One was oh, yeah. Carl Reiner. Uh, for anybody that knows him, he was uh, in the Ocean movies more recently. He was 98 years old. Uh, little known fact, his son is Rob Reiner, the, uh, one of the most famous, like, Hollywood actors and directors working today who started on, uh, All in the Family with Archie Bunker in the 70s. Uh, he had appearances in The Wolf of Wall Street and, uh, directed such classics as Stand By Me, uh, uh, Spinal Tap. So his dad, uh, Carl... Uh, passed away the other day at the age of 98 and he had worked on the dick van dyke show with dick van dyke back in the 50s as a producer so this man had his pockets and his hands in pretty much a lot of american television in 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 film for the last 60 70 years so uh it sucks but the man lived a really good life and um yeah like like 98 yeah, I'd, I'd I'd be happy. I'd be happy if I yeah. if I had that legacy. So it's always it's always sad and disappointing to hear and, when somebody passes away. But it's nice to know and they that it's not somebody passing away too young. A court, this is somebody yeah. who's lived a good full life. And according to his um, assistant, it was like peacefully and asleep in his home. So like it wasn't like he was suffering or anything. Like he just he 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 did what everybody wants to do. He lived the American dream. Uh, yeah, no, great man. The, great the man. other one, uh, there was another death that a lot of people didn't talk about, but on June 26th, at the age of 67, Stuart Kornfeld passed away, who was a longtime producer friend of uh, Ben Stiller. So he had some of his earlier credits working with Cronenberg in the 80s, worked on Fast Times at Richmond High, worked on the Zoolander flicks, but it actually ties into our movie talk later because one of the last things he ever produced in his last feature film he worked on was the Polka King. So, um, okay, we got to hold off on that. No, 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 no. I've got stuff to talk about. Oh, exactly. But no, it's just, it was just really weird that like, we were like, Oh, we're going to watch the Polka King. And then the producer of the movie, the old one was just, I blame you. I blame you. Gosh, darn it. No. (laughs) Do I get, all right. right. Um, so I've got a little bit of news because there's some, there's some gear news. Yeah. There's always some gear news, right? Oh yeah. And uh, something that a lot of people are excited about, the Sony A7S III, which has been rumored for a while, uh, confirmed there is going to, there's like a tentative release date now. That's exciting. So DP Review was talking um, with Kenji Tanaka of Sony. Mm -hmm. And in that article, they mentioned that everything on the camera is new. And it will be coming later this summer. Ah. So in that, Tanaka says that there's going to be 4K, 60p, 10-bit, 422 recording. 422? Yeah, 422, 10-bit. So true 10-bit at 60p at 4K. Which is very, very good for a camera that small. Oh, totally. Oh, extremely good. They're considering raw recording. um, But they're not going to confirm anything apparently there's a new sensor design and this is going to be the largest mirrorless sensor that they've made well what, what were they making before they were making full frame right yeah okay but full frame is like a generalization because there's also super 35 but the super 35 sensor that's in the alexa is a slightly different size to the super 35 sensor that's in the C300 that's a slightly different super 35 sensor that's in the let's say the P300 
Panasonic Varicam, right? They're right. all slightly different sizes. Yeah. Um, so the Sony A7S II has around 5.97 microns in its sensor, uh, which is really, really high when you consider the Red Helium 8K Super 35 sensor is only 3.65 microns, and that's, like, talking about pixel density and such. Oh, okay. Yeah, well... And and it's something that helps because uh, because the A7S series is mirrorless also for photography. They're really able to pack a lot of punch into those larger sensors. It's just that they get kind of throttled with the video capability. So what so what you're saying is package. like a 5.7 is better than 3.6. Like you're getting more information or more pixel information uh, per. Yeah, you're area. getting more like. You're getting more pixel density. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, another interesting thing, not talking about cameras. I think this is the first gear news that isn't about cameras. What? <laughs> yeah. So, brand new, coming out. Uh oh. The memes are already out there. No. <laughs> the memes are already out no. there. Of the Zoom H8 handy recorder. Oh. It's so Have you seen weird. Them? Have you seen them? Yeah, Barden showed us. Uh, he sent one to a, a Facebook group. Oh, I know. Oh. And like people think it looks like a spider, and it's like it's oh, it's, oh. it's ugly. It's ugly. It's like if you if you were trying to do origami and it just went wrong. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like just by looking at it, it looks like it can do a lot, and this it sounds like it's a beast of a small machine, but it is ugly it is weird i don't know yeah it's it's interesting so it's got it's got four xlr inputs yeah and then two xlr trs combo connectors combo combo it's got individual gain knobs for each input it's still got the stereo internal recording which is why it's called the h8 because it can record both of those onto separate tracks yeah um, it has up to 12 tracks simultaneous recording. It's got phantom oh. power for the four main oh. X, uh, XLR outputs. 12 tracks from... simultaneously on a little pocket recorder? Yeah. Oh. And it's also interesting because it's got a little LCD display at the bottom. Um, it can do up to 24-bit at 96 kilohertz oh. uh, in uh, broadcast wave. So it looks like it's going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a tiny powerful punch it's a tiny tank it's, this, it's a ugly ass design though oh man no it's it's uh, brutal and it's also interesting though because like it's got it's got enough of a punch that it looks like it could do what's needed for say on location sound recording yeah like for film or tv but it doesn't have enough of the ergonomic control to be that useful. Or the size. Like, I get, like, people yeah. like small mixers, but, like... But it's almost too small for that you need, capacity. Yeah, you need control over different things. Unless you're only mixing two channels, a, a pocket recorder that size isn't going to do you any justice because you're going to be fumbling around with it on, in your hands. Well, interestingly enough... It almost seems like what they want from this is for people to use it for podcasting. Oh, jeez. So, well, it's got all those inputs. It's small. It's easy for you to take places. It allows you to control it. It's called an LCD. And they are also developing their own podcast Zoom H8 app. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they also... Uh, are also advertising that there's a music app. So I think like the LCD at the bottom and it's almost like there are apps programmed in to the H8. So instead of having to like go through menus when you want to do a certain thing, you interact with one app, which is just kind of how you interface with the device. Mm -hmm. So it looks like it's going to be a little bit more dumbed down. Like, I don't think this is going to be, uh, like competing with the F4, or the F8 no. field recorders. No. But it's a it's an interesting little device. Like again, personally, like I mean, we did we did a, a microphone test almost a year ago now with an F four and a and their mini controller to uh, like a laptop or another interface, and I thought that was better than what I'm sure they're anticipating doing with like a 
the H8 or something like that. But again, you're, you're looking at something that's probably around the same price point. And the, the field mixer itself or the field recorder, you can do basic things with. Like it, it has great limiters. It has dot, knobs and dials that you can fix stuff and name tracks and do things with. But I mean, with the added benefit of having like space in like designated areas to control volume and gain, um, I just, I just feel like if I want to be a sound person, I want to take up a little bit more real estate because you want more control if you're going to be listening to people in an isolated setting. But that's just me. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's for people who are maybe into radio or podcasting or yeah. part of a band or something like that less than, I think it's more for that than for film production. Yeah. I, sort of I mean, it, yeah. If you're doing like a demo for a song or something, I'm sure it would, it'd be great if you, if you really didn't want to book a studio and you just wanted to put a whole bunch of XLRs into it, I'm sure it would, I, it would be dope, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like it serves a purpose that I, I just don't quite see it myself yet, but <laughs> that's, that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also mm-hmm. again, Lawa coming out with a new lens. Oh, here they go. Here they go. What do they got now? Oh boy, it's interesting. Full frame lens. Yeah. Nine millimeter f four point five. Nine. <laughs> Nine millimeter, a hundred and thirty five degree angle of view. It's like putting three lenses on your camera wasn't wasn't wide enough. You gotta get a Lowen nine millimeter lens. That's a that's a fishbowl and a half. I know no, but there's no. It's not a fisheye lens. It's got fourteen elements in ten groups, so it's got a ton of glass in a tiny little area, and it only has a five blade aperture. Oh, so you're gonna get like almost sun stars out of that aperture. Yeah. Um and. They're developing it. It's been available in Leica M mount with a rangefinder coupling, which is really weird and interesting. That's so. Oh, I mean, I, I I don't I don't shoot a lot of rangefinder stuff, but imagine focusing it like, I mean, f four four point five, but at nine millimeters, <laughs> like oh my gosh. That would be nuts. Yeah, um, I've got a few of their sample images that they've uh, put out here. There seems to be a little bit of vignetting at the sides. Of course. Um, That's almost expected. But it's, it's, it's weird. It's almost got this, like, half... It's not a fisheye effect, but it's also not not a fisheye effect. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be... It's going to give you some really interesting uh, looks. If you're, and I think this is mostly targeted at photographers, not at yeah, no, uh, film and video. I can't, I can't imagine unless you're doing your Tony Hawk style '90s skateboarding videos. I can't. Hell yeah! And, and even then, they they love the fisheye effect. That was like yeah. that's their that's their bread and butter. And then uh, last thing I got here in uh, sort of filmmaking video news, uh, Atmos with their uh, Ninja, 5, Ninja 5 HDR monitor recorder. Mm. Uh, they've announced that with uh, Fujifilm and I think a couple other uh, camera manufacturers, they're now capable of recording 4K, 30p, 12-bit Apple ProRes RAW for mm. That's yummy. Which is super cool. That's really cool. And what's crazy is that they've done this with the Fujifilm uh, GFX series. Mm-hmm. Which now means that it is the first commercially available medium format raw video shooting system. Huh. Because that camera is a medium format uh, video camera for... Because it's mostly a photography camera. Mm. But because it's such a big format, it's actually bigger than a lot of the um, big cinema cameras. So you're going to have this tiny, tiny little thing that's meant for photography... And obviously you can't handle the data and the rates and it's not doing like one gigabit a second recording mm. like you're going to get out of your uh, Alexa 65 or your Red Ranger. But it's competing with that in terms of uh, uh, sensor size. That's wild. And you can do that in raw 12-bit in 4K. You're going to be able to make some pretty crazy looking images. That would be uh, the amount of information per... per f- oh, dude, the data rate on that would be nuts. Be sucking up card space. Oh, it would be it'd be nuts, but like, 
being able to do that and get that kind of image and get that kind of thing out of a whole system that all in once you buy everything for the the gfx and buy all that you're not even looking at like it, it's less than twenty thousand dollars just under right? maybe you get some other supports or something like that like thirty five thousand dollars to get you an image that sensor size wise and possibly even color science wise is going to get you pretty close to like a full frame alexa uh like that's not bad no that's really good that's not bad. And, and for anybody that doesn't understand, I think we've mentioned it before, but a full-frame Alexa is body alone with no accessories is $50,000. So. No, 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 no. The Super 35 no accessories is that price. Yeah, sorry, sorry. So The full-frame version is like sixty, eighty thousand dollars Yeah, so it's it's reasonable <laughs> to, to, to yeah. get something that's half or a third the price that'll that'll produce quite quite an image but yeah that's that's crazy yeah so uh i just don't that's I, I just still can't fathom that number because i'm like i don't have that kind of money lying around i don't <laughs> want that <laughs> but it's cool yeah not a lot of people have that money lying around but it's it's interesting and it's again something that we've been bringing up a lot with uh, the the film maker news is just every single time something comes out it's like it's smaller it's faster it's cheaper <laughs> right and now it's uh we've got nine millimeter lenses which are super wide and we've got super big film formats and then we've got crazy high def recorders so you can record raw nine millimeter images dude <laughs> could you oh dude i kind of want to see that now. my eyes <laughs> oh I'll put that up on a drone oh dude i still th- i love 360 cameras on drones we did that a couple times when we did our nhl stuff just for fun oh nice it it eats up storage as well but it's it's, well, yeah. it's cool you get it up like a couple hundred feet in the air you're like hey i can see the whole place so, uh, Richard, yes, I have a big question for you. Yes, tell me what is it? What's what's, what's your question? I want to hear it. Do you want to go on the private Pope party? Some, fuck, I can't remember <laughs> what it was. <laughs> what were they calling it? Uh, this is the Jan Levan Pope Private Poland Experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Do you want some Jan Levan vodka? Yes. That's the real question. I want. I I give you two two of these little dolls. No price. No, no, we pay. Okay, twenty two ninety nine. Wow. What did you think about Polka King? Okay. Uh, first impressions. Uh, <laughs> when I turn when I put the movie on. Um, I was immediately pleasantly surprised at how much I was already like busting a gut at the stupid jokes. I, I loved the Jan Levan humor experience. Like the, when, when you listen to it for a second, there was one part where he, like they say his name and he's like, how do you say it? And he's like, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> or like he gets uh, something happens at the end of the movie and he comes out and they're like, Jan, you're back. And he's like, welcome to America, the place for second chances. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's an overtly charismatic person that had me smiling for a majority of the movie. But the movie itself was pretty meh. <laughs> if it was, I think I'm yeah. gonna have to agree with you on that. Yeah, if it wasn't for Jack Black in some of the supporting cast, because I'm not even gonna say all of them, just some of the supporting cast in in some things that happened, I probably would have not been as happy with it as I was. Like sixty percent of this movie is a good movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's, and it's only an hour and a half. <laughs> so an hour of the yeah. movie's worth watching. The other thirty minutes are kind of dumb. Um, but uh, I I, yeah. I felt like it kind of lacked. It lacked some structure. It did. It did. It lacked stakes. Like you 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 very early on, get the one uh, SEC guy, who's like. Yo, this is illegal. Stop. And JB like, Smooth. And then he's like, Ah, yeah, Jan Levan, we stop. We stop at the, the finance. And then he just keeps doing it, and nobody looks into it, and nobody cares. And then they go to 
freaking Rome. Like, it doesn't... There was a conflict, and then all the conflict went away. Yeah. Um, let, and then the conflict kind of comes up, like, right at the end, because they're like... We need to wrap this up somehow. <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 give it, like, a little recap. I don't know. Do you want to give the recap, or do you want me to give the recap? I gave the recap last week, so you're giving the recap. Okay. So, a uh, really interesting couple things here. Uh, the Polka King was done by no other than... One second. I had it pulled up, and I don't know where it went. <laughs> uh, oh, can I beat you to it? Can I beat no, you no, to it? No, no, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Maya Forbes. Okay. So. Who's Maya Forbes? Because. The Polka King. Jason, that's who, what his name was. Yeah. Jason, Jason Schwartzman. Okay. So, The Polka King from 2017 is a Netflix original film directed and written by Maya Forbes and written in part with Wallace Wolodorski. I believe that's probably a Polish last name. Um, it is based off of the uh, infamous uh, documentary about uh, Jan Lavan, who is known as the Polka King of Pennsylvania. Uh, and it stars Jack Black as kind of like, I think it was kind of a passion project. He was a producer on it. Uh, there's no real financial information posted because it is a Netflix film and they don't like to tell a lot of things. You can tell it's pretty <laughs> much it's it's a relatively cheap made film, and if it wasn't like it's not, I'm not gonna say like oh it wasn't like it wasn't worth something like it was probably a few million dollars, but um, I have a it, it's yeah. not a it's not a hundred million no 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 by no stretch. So really interesting. Maya Forbes and Wallace Wardowski both wrote sitcoms or late night talk shows in the '90s. Uh, Maya Forbes actually worked on the Larry Sanders show, and Wallace Wolodarski was a producer on the Tracy Ullman show, which is really interesting because that's the show where The Simpsons started. So there's a lot of overlap with like these talk show thing elements that happen in the movie, which were kind of interesting. But the the the, the premise is it's a biopic about Jan Levan, a Polish polka king who came to America for a chance to become a star. He never sleeps, he's always moving, uh, and he basically starts a Ponzi scheme to finance his empire. And it's it's kinda it's kinda funny and kinda sad like that though, because like he he comes and at the beginning of the movie you're seeing like all the random odd jobs that he did and like how much he's worked and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And then you're like, oh this guy genuinely does just like want to work and like make a better life, but then he kinda gets caught up in what he's doing in his Ponzi scheme. <laughs> yeah, well, he's just he just doesn't like to say no. That he's he's a yes, yeah. he's a yes man. Uh, and and th- the entire premise of the movie is him going, "No, you deserve better. I'm going to do the best for you. My wife who treats me okay at times or good at times and bad at other times or my my son, I want him to be the best he can be and I will provide." And by providing, he does it in like the the least legal way possible. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, people start investing in Jan Levan. Yes, Jan Levan. So that he can try to expand what he's doing. And 12%, baby. 12%. Even the banks yeah, so, can't do that, dude. <laughs> so uh, he says like he get he'll he'll give out quarterly Checks. Interest checks. Interest checks at 12% of what somebody put in, which is insane. Stupid. Uh, if you, like, I don't know how many people are, like, all that financially versed. If you get a savings account at a bank that is high risk, like, very volatile, like, high risk, high reward, you'll get, like, what, 5%? If that. like Maybe 8 Eight might be like extreme. Uh, I know in an in an high interest savings account, you're getting less than like point zero one percent. You're usually, like, but you don't touch that money. But you're gonna get like a couple dollars a quarter. Later. No, you're gonna get more than point zero one. What the hell? No, I'm not kidding. What, what bank are you with? Uh, a Canadian bank. It's stupid. Point zero one. It's it's dumb. Let me tell you something. I get I get monthly interest. My, my, monthly interest my... of like thirty cents, and there's there's money in there. <laughs> Dude, no, you're not getting that level of it. I have a I have a a, a a a base level TFSA and I get one percent. 
I, I no, I'm, I'm not talking a TFSA though. I'm talking like a in, like a savings account, just like a regular yeah, bank my, savings yeah, account. Yeah, the regular savings account that my bank offers is at least 0.5 percent, not 0.01. Dude, it, it it says 0.5, but it doesn't feel like 0.5 when it, it it comes in at like 20 cents or something stupid like that. And you're like, okay. Yeah, but if you keep on adding up those 20 cents. In 50 years, that'll be $20. You sound like a savings bond salesperson. <laughs> Buy war bonds. You'll have $3 when they're <laughs> when you can sell them. Anyway, um, back to the movie. Back to the movie. Uh, so 12% is absolutely insane. And, like, these people keep on investing. And it's, it's part of the problem is that they're generally older people who come out to his polka shows. Mm-hmm. And he's always just like, but I make people happy, and so therefore they want to invest. Like, he doesn't even ask. Oh, no. Like, these people come to him mm. going like, I want to invest in you, Jan. Jan Lewan. Jan Lewan. <laughs> Jan Lewan. Uh, and uh, he takes advantage of that. Not because he likes taking advantage of people, but he takes advantage of, quote-unquote, the opportunity. Like, he sees it as his way to make a business for himself. And like you mentioned earlier with the, 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 the IRA or the IRS, uh, I, it's IRS, isn't it? Yeah, the IRA is something different. Yeah, I know. That's why I, that's why I corrected <laughs> myself. That's why I corrected myself. It's the I, because in Canada, it's the CRA. So the IRS uh, comes by and they're like, you're doing bad tax stuff uh get no the, it's not the irs it's the uh scc it's like the 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 trade commission there you thing. go yeah because he's selling he's like essentially selling bonds and investment in his company but he's not registered and he's not like disclosing any of his financial information yeah which is what you're supposed to do he literally keeps it locked up in his in his business office with a <laughs> oh my god it's funny he, uh, he literally uh, just uses like chains and like master locks <laughs> and just locks up his filing cabinet. and nobody even bothered to try and break into it they were just like he seems like a cool guy i'm getting interest checks <laughs> um hey as long as the money's coming and back dude why did he do 12 percent? oh man uh, yeah it feels like the film is honestly i don't know how like the the percentage of like historical information that comes from it but the fact that it's based off of a documentary leads me to believe that it's probably fairly accurate to to an extent so he did some crazy stuff and he lived a a a larger than life life for sure (laughs) and i love the fact that the thing that i love that the thing that gets him caught is bribing the officials at his wife's beauty pageant so that his wife wins. <laughs> and that's the that's the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> you have to give back your 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 dress and your award. And she's like, no, I don't want to. I deserve it. And he's like, you do deserve, yes, keep. <laughs> we fight, but this baby bad. <laughs> and you're just like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, there's so many like subtle little things like in the in the laundromat. Mm. So she wins, so she has her photo up, and the guy's like, I'll put it on the wall. Pans to the wall, the entire wall. This is his photos. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Dude, he was a polka king. He got nominated for a Grammy, which is hilarious and also true. Yeah. That's that's wild. That was, it was around the year, it was was the mid-90s, I believe. Yeah, 95. Yeah. So, and it, the fact, yeah, there's just a lot of, like, really interesting things. Um. I we kind of tried it over it a hundred times, but like biggest thing I really really got out of this was like the subtle humor and dialogue in like Jack Black's performance was fantastic. Yeah, uh, Jason Schwartzman was kind of funny. That's kind of his thing. Is he usually works as like a good secondary, funny goofball sort of person. That's that's always been his his shtick. Yeah, he was he was good in that regard, and um. Like, the acting was all pretty good. Like, I don't have any criticisms with that. My criticisms come with the... The actual technical things in the filmmaking and the story. Not even the technical things. Like, there were a lot of really uh, funny, subtle things that I noticed Mm -hmm. in that, like, as... Because this is a film that takes place over, like, almost 10, 15 years, right? And as time goes on, they changed the filmmaking style. So, like, very, very early on, there's lots of, like zooms and pans and stuff like that that are really like 80s inspired Mm -hmm. um 
and then as it goes along it becomes a bit more traditional and a bit more modern and like there's the guy with the vhs following him around and all that and <laughs> pay for my daughter's speech therapy okay <laughs> uh yeah uh but no it's it's really just like it feels like it's a lot of it feels almost like it's a bunch of little storied vignettes mm-hmm. that are, they are tied together, but the tying together isn't always that great. No. And like the pacing of the script. And then, but there's not too much to complain about the movie. Like nothing's done badly for the most part. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know what I hated? I hated with a passion. Um, the dinner scene near two-thirds of the way through oh just, like the argument yeah the argument uh it was a bit it was a bit lame yeah it was lame but it was also like it was disorienting because it was there's like that 180 rule and it it, it fe- i don't know if they were actually breaking it but it felt like they were consistently because i would see jack black look left oh they, things would look they right were? it was like all over the place and i was like my eyes i actually there was a moment where i felt like i wanted to vomit because people weren't just following the right direction i was like i am so confused at what's going on right now no they i think it did break the 180 because like the 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 singles that they were doing of the the mom and the wife were coming from Jack Black's side of the table. Yeah, but then they had to get Jack Black's front coverage, so they had to flip to the other side of the table, and it just was like, "What's going on?" Yeah, no, they just it was not planned out thoroughly, and that that I think that was my biggest criticism was I felt like so much of this was like they were building it for this like grandiose character. And it didn't come off as big as it could. Have. Yeah, that part. Yeah, part of it was like it was a little lackluster, and the the repetition to things was was useful because it it adds like a a, a more comedic element because you see like that that Kuleshov effect. You're like, oh, he's on the show when he's uh, when he's getting popular, and then when he's at the apex of his popularity, and you're like, oh, it's because the 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 government's looking for him because of a, a scandal and stuff but i feel like it never really tried to elevate itself as quite as much as it needed to like there was like this tension that was being brought together but it never really felt like they were wrapping it up quite as much like it should be building to something and like this again comes from like script issues and stuff like that but it never really it, it's 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 hard to explain, but it just never really felt like it was pushing itself to be more than it it, it should have been. Yeah, it just kind of felt. It was very kind of kind of almost one note. Like it did things serviceably and well. It n- never really to a fault, but it never really did anything that was like, oh wow, this is cool. I'm just like, oh, it's kind of what I expected, sort of deal. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with you on that. And so, like, if I'm looking at this and wanting to give it a rating or something like that, I'm going to give it, like, a six. Yeah. Because, like, a like a five is a bang average movie, and I can't say that this was completely bang. It's like a soft six. Yeah. Because it, 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 it wasn't bang average. I did laugh. There were some good moments oh, yeah. in, the, in the movie. If you're looking for something, because it's also a Netflix original. If you're looking for something to chuck on the TV and eat dinner to and maybe chat around or something like that. There's some good scenes. There's some good sequences. But it's not something to, like, fully invest yourself in, and you don't feel fully invested. It doesn't feel like an Oscar-caliber biopic that you usually expect of people like this for some reason, so... Yeah, and it's also... It also doesn't feel as crazily funny as a lot of other... Like, if you think of, like, other Jack Black movies... yeah. Like like uh, if you think of like like what the pick of is it the pick of time? Oh, pick of destiny, tenacious D. Pick of yeah, pick of destiny or Nacho Libre or School of Rock. Like those are all funnier than this. Yeah, it, and those all have a better like a, a deeper connection to the main characters. I think. Yeah. Like so, it it's it's a six. It's a soft six. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a yes, yeah, pretty decent, I guess. And, well, no, to- totally hit the 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 nail on the head there like i'm i'm with you like i mean i'd be like in terms of like character palpability and things like that and the whole scenario and just the experience i'd be like oh like high six but like things that like wow me i'd be like oh low six or high five so i i'd say it'd be like a soft six honestly 
Like, it, it's something I could be like, if you're looking for something different, go for it. But I'm not actively searching it out. I'm glad we did watch it. Uh, and... Yeah, because it is different. That is something. It's different. It's different. It's not your normal everyday movie, but also... I think I got two... Th- it's not something... Yeah, I think I got two-thirds of the way suggest. through, and I was like, eh, I'm kind of done with this sort of deal. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Speaking <laughs> of that, though, speaking of different, speaking of different, we're going to do something very different for next week. Uh- <laughs> Oh, do you not want to do it? No, no, I do. I do. I'm just I'm antsy about it because it's so different. <laughs> okay, okay. So, yes, we are a movie podcast. But we're not going to watch a movie next week. No. What we are going to watch is the Shudder original series, Blood Machines. Yes. <laughs> this is a... <laughs> it's a three-part series on Shudder. Shudder is like the weird horror sci-fi subscription service thing mm-hmm. right um and it's a three-part series each part is about 20 minutes long and it's this sort of horror action sci-fi thing uh, i don't know i watched the trailer and the music was good so we're gonna watch it yeah i i've seen the ad for it on instagram a couple of times part of it is because i do like retro new wave stuff and i'm a very big blade runner fan and hyper stylized films i mean i i made declan watch the movie mandy uh that's just what i was gonna say this 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 has a mandy feel to it. yeah which is like not a movie that is palatable to most people at all (laughs) i have to actively Ask. I almost have to fill out, get somebody to fill out a questionnaire before I, I let them watch it, just because it's like if you check any of these things off, you can't watch it because you won't enjoy it. Uh, and I think Blood Machines is going to be something very strange and similar in 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 style. And a Carpenter Brute soundtrack, dude. The intro song is so cool. <laughs> yeah. So so just as a little synopsis, well, this is the little blurb that they have on it. Yeah. Two space hunters are. T- yeah. Two space hunters are tracking down a machine trying to free itself. After taking it down, they witness a mystical phenomenon. The ghost of a woman pulls itself out of the machine as if the spaceship had a soul. Trying to understand the nature of this entity, they start chasing the woman through space. Yes. I'm excited. It, there's a lot of colors. <laughs> and it looks like in in like another another good example of like a hyper stylized like short thing would be kung fury it's going to be like yeah yeah this person did it at one time and this will only ever exist in the one place ever like you it's very hard to find movies that are or or tv series or shorts that are like this different from anything else you can find and i think that's the most exciting part about it is like it's captivating because it looks so different so. so we're going to try that out. Uh, now, Shudder, it is exclusive on Shudder, but Shudder does have a uh, seven-day free trial. So if that's where you want to watch it, if not, I'm sure there are other ways to find this thing. The internet is a thing. Yeah, it's got to be floating around somewhere, but Shudder is the big one. Um, well, it is a Shudder original, but they've got the seven-day free trial. They probably want you to put your credit card in, which is really annoying. But if you like set a reminder on your phone or something to be like cancel, cancel it day this. six, <laughs> that's what I that's what I do all the time. Honestly, oh, so. you're just a tease. They almost have your money. <laughs> they almost have it, and then they're like, oh, we lost him again. Uh, I might so, I might yeah. just pick it up for a month just just to see what else is on there because there's some really. Oh, if interesting you're gonna things. pick it up for a month, just give me your login. I'm there, there you go. I, I just yeah, don't know yeah, what else yeah. is on there. <laughs> Going through with some buds. Oh, they have some brews. Grab some buds. They also have the Tales of the Crypt TV show remake. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's all. That's yeah. about all I know is on that network. Um, also, just an aside to the movie we watched, The Poke King. The only thing that was going through my head after I was watching it, and I was trying to gather my thoughts, was if you want to watch a zany biopic, but watch one that is like done exceptionally well, around the same time period, and does everything that the Poke King tries to do, but better. Watch I, Tanya. I have not seen that yet. 
yeah, Craig Gillespie's uh, 2017 movie I Tonya or I Tonya, uh, starring Margot Robbie, is like a biopic that exists in the same era that does similar tricks uh, and does everything infinitely better than the Poke King does and has like as an interesting a story as the Poke King does. So if you're looking for something, check out I Tonya. Oh, uh, wait, there is a movie that I am trying to remember. Brain Blast. Uh, oh, I think I know what it's called. The Sixth Sense? No. <laughs> I see it's, I see dead movies. <laughs> no, it's a it's a film that I watched mm-hmm. in 2012. Oh, weird. At TIFF. Oh, weird. Yes. It is a crazy movie. Okay. It is called Sex, Drugs, and Taxation. Okay. It is a biopic, real life, true events. On on who? Uh, it is on Simon Spies, or Simon Spies. Okay. I don't really know. Uh... And it's about these two guys in the 70s, and one hates the government and thinks that taxes should be illegal. And the other guy is like uh, like, a, like a Hugh Hefner kind of guy. Uh-oh. And they team up. Uh-oh. And there are orgies, and some guy fights a gorilla, <laughs> and they buy an airline... What? And it's crazy. Oh, jeez. It is absolutely crazy, and it's 100% true. So if you want a crazy biopic with great filmmaking, sex, drugs, and taxation, that's where can you find it? I have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> uh, Amazon Prime, dude. No, I have no idea, honestly. I don't even think you can find it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> it sounds interesting, though. I'll, I'll probably pro- probably check. Oh, it out. dude, it's a great movie. It's 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 a genuinely like really good movie, but it's also just absolutely insane. You had me at gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Is it on YouTube Movies? Could yes, be. I think it is. Okay, wait. I'm gonna send you the uh, trailer right now. That's okay. I'll, I'll check it out. Let, let's wrap this up first, and then I'll check it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. thanks for watching the Popcorn uh, Pillow Talk podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Popcorn Pillow Talk, and join the conversation because every time we make a post for what's coming up in the next episode, and we want to hear your guys' thoughts on uh, whatever uh, movie or show or whatever we're talking about in uh, that episode, so we can make this more of a, a conversation. Take it easy, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Goodbye.